0: This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the post-game podcast, after a woeful Liverpool side was shockingly second best to Manchester United, who earned their first points of the season. Jurgen Klopp's side fell 2-1 at Old Trafford in a scoreline which bizarrely flatters the Reds, who now slump closer towards the wrong end of the table and are yet to win a Premier League match this season. Stick around with us on the post-game podcast as we bring you Paul Ghost verdict from Old Trafford, along with Jurgen Klopp's press conference and the thoughts of Liverpool supporters.
2: The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
0: Liverpool have suffered their first Premier League loss since December with a two-one defeat here against Manchester United at Old Trafford this evening. Um, goals. From Jadon Sancho and Marcus Rashford, have condemned the Reds to their first defeat since that one at Leicester just there before the new year, if you remember way back when. Um, but um, it's a worrying start to the season for the Reds as they wait for the first win that goes on. It's now two points from a possible nine and leaves them looking up at the early season pace setters of Arsenal and uh, Manchester City. Um, this was a big chance for Liverpool to capitalise on City's 3-3 draw with Newcastle on uh, Sunday afternoon, but uh, they never really looked like taking anything from this game in all the United started brighter sharper Anthony Alanga hit the post before Sancho uh, sat down James Milner and Alison Becker and rolling in on 16 minutes Martial um, Anthony Martial came off the bench for the second half and he put through Rashford to make it 2-0 early in the second half and uh, it was an uphill battle for Liverpool from there on in Uh, Mohamed Salah scored with 10 minutes to go it was a nice header actually from um, Fabio Carvalho's initial shot that was saved from David Hare, but uh, Liverpool as I say never it really look like taking anything from this game, it's uh, a worrying start of the season for the Reds. Uh, two on the feet can happen at Old Trafford in any area of uh, Liverpool teams throughout the years. That's no real a major cause for concern, but what will be is the uh, overall start of the season, the fact that the injury list just continues to grow. Navigator was ruled out again this evening, he's yet to play a minute of football this season. Um, Fabinho was only on the bench, not too sure if he was carrying an injury, we're waiting to hear from Jairn Klopp there. But uh, with Darwin Nunes suspended, Roberto Firmino played up front and um, didn't ever really look like threatening Manchester United's back line. Spent most of the game playing uh, almost as a deep line midfielder at times. Luis Diaz and Mohamed Salah didn't really get a chance to run United's defence anywhere near as much as they would have liked. And uh, it's ultimately resulted in a first defeat of Liverpool since, as I say, that defeat at Leicester way back in December. Um, it's a tough one to take for the Reds at the moment. They used to. Coming away from here with maximum points. The last two visits, of course, have seen them win 4 2, and of course, that 5 0 in October last year, but that seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it? That was um, Liverpool at their absolute best, and they failed to get out of first gear at all this season. So, it's finished at Old Trafford, Manchester United 2, Liverpool 1. It's a worrying start for the Reds and Jürgen Klopp as much to sort out before Bournemouth visits on uh, Saturday afternoon.
2: The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
3: emotions um, we lost that says i think everything about him like, expectable emotions sorry louder or no sorry okay um, yeah that's it very disappointed about the result that's it did you
4: get did you, get what you- no.
3: tonight? Or I don't think that's a question you have to ask. To be honest, because you saw both, if you saw both games, the differences couldn't be bigger. It's um, no. It's a. It's a game where everything was clear. Everything was on the table. Was was 100% clear what United will do. Um, that's how they started the game. Were they more aggressive than us in the beginning? Probably yes. but It was a different game. We. Um, not a different game. It was exactly the game United wanted to play. And that's, of course, you can say our fault if you want. In the beginning, that uh, um, was wild, uh, up and down, um, and these kind of things. And then they have their chance with uh, where they hit the post, then they score the goal. Um, and then we, we took over more or less, um, played then exact to the final pass or final. Decision we played like we should have played. It's now against so many legs in the defence, it's not easy that you create now every three, 20 seconds a new chance, but we had a lot of moments in the box. We were unlucky after a set-piece, I think. I have still no idea how the ball didn't go in, but that's how it is. Um, completely hypothetical, but we all know how football games look when you have such an aggressive start, such a bright start, if you wanted, and we would have scored there. But didn't, but show the boys anyway. Um, couple of situations from the first half where we did exactly what we had to do, where we played in their formation, where when we found Bobby, then um, how Harvey was open, how Handel Milley were open in these moments, how we then could um, get in the box, show the two wingers where we wanted them more often coming in behind the center halves, things like this where we were a bit too long, too wide. Um, so that if we want one nil down, but Rather positive half time getting out, one again, bit of wild start if you want. Um, but we are in the game now, really in the game, and then we concede a second. That's not helpful, um, and that obviously created a special atmosphere here. Um, when we scored our goal, which I think we absolutely deserved in this game, um, but it was slightly late. So um, we had before moments where the hair. Top saves and again, but they blocked our shots. These kind of things, um, and that's then the um, yeah. These are the facts. Now. We lost 2-1 because time ran out and we had not the clear-cut chances in the last two three minutes anymore because the watch just ran down without real football because of different situations. Are you
0: worried? Does anything in the team that needs to be fixed, or is this start of the season just? kind of down to circumstances, players out maybe we start Worried weeks. about what, sorry? Are, are you worried that there's any any issue in the team
3: that needs to be fixed, anything <laughs> big, or is it just...? I I realise now, I didn't even see it, but I, I think now it's about um, an argument on the pitch or whatever, But we're shouting at each other, these kind of things, that I was a football player one of my whole life, but that would be, we don't have any kind of issues. Well, at, I mean in the team, not in the team. I know, a, yeah, yeah. I know. I know not any kind of issues in the team like this. Um, that nobody's happy after you lose a game is completely normal. Um, but no, that this is not an explanation, not an excuse or whatever. It's all fine there on this department. Gianluca, yeah, Was
0: Fabinho on the bench? Your choice was it? Was physical? Was
3: it? Was it physical? No, we have to. No, we have to make. Uh, we have in a moment five senior midfielders, so and we have to start with three. Could start with two if we would have more attackers, but we have only three attackers. So it means we have to start with three, and then we change during the game. And it's like how we want to start and how we want to how we want to change. We have to think before the game, and that's the only reason for it. It's that's this is not the story of the game as well. it's Just a decision for this game. Paul,
4: yeah, W- was Babi injured
3: today? No, yesterday.
4: yesterday. Is it was it yesterday? Yes,
3: yes yesterday. Is it um, you at a long-term injury? Can you, what was uh, We need further um, assessment, but it um, doesn't look like tomorrow, that is tomorrow in training. But we need further assessment. It's just Sunday, yesterday, and uh, maybe we have no more tomorrow, I don't know.
0: You had an animated conversation, on would touch with Bruno Fernandes, seeing what happened with
3: What was that about? No, it was not animated, it was the most harmless conversation I ever had with a player who is as emotional as I maybe was. It was the situation with the centre-half, Martinez, when he went down for a Awful tackle from was, was obviously nothing. He made a bit of it and then he was talking to me and he said, Maybe if you would do the same. And I said, No, I, can, I cannot fall like this. But it was all fine after the game. He told me he needs these kind of conversations. I said, Okay, that's all fine then use me. Yeah, yeah. I'm if you ignore it, but if you want to. A bit pervert, then you look at it, it's obviously not, um, it's not the nicest thing to, to look at, that's clear. Um, but it's our situation. Look, we can talk about all the things, but in the end, I I saw tonight a game. So during the week, it's, 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 it's not easy okay, because we have 15, 15 senior outfield players, I think, in training. Um, that's obviously. Not not cool, and um, and then you. But for the game tonight, I I liked the lineup. Um, Saw good performances as well tonight, as well. We were obviously not good enough to win the game, but I think we all know that um, if we score here in in any situation, the equalizer would not be the biggest surprise of of, in the world. It's a deserved draw after a start where United looked sharper uh, than us, but that was not too long. Um, and and in the situation, I think a little bit yeah to expect in a home game. Imagine they wouldn't have fought today from the first second. That would have been an interesting situation. So, but they did. Um, so uh, yeah, our situation is how it is, not perfect, but um, good enough to play better tonight. And I think it, our situation is good enough that we could have. Won the game tonight if we would have played slightly better. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Bye bye.
2: The post game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Mike Holt from Going the Match podcast with my review on Man United 2, Liverpool 1. Let's just get straight into it. That was absolutely pathetic. Um, I've got no problem with Liverpool losing a football match on the basis that they've been outplayed or, you know, the opposition team were just, you know, better at football on the day. But I cannot stand Liverpool losing a game of football when there's no desire or very little. A lack of passion, a a lack of thought, a lack of thought. It just absolutely abysmal from minute one apart from maybe a eight to ten minute period in the last 20 when um they sort of gathered a little bit of momentum um that was absolutely abysmal i think that that is probably the worst performance since villa put eight past us which ironically gomez and van dyke was that was the last time they played center-half together I think that probably should be the last time they play centre half together because they were shocking. Um I think there's only maybe three lads that come out of that game with the heads held with the heads held high. Lewis Diaz, Harvey Elliott and Jordan Henderson. Um, obviously Bar the goalkeeper who couldn't do much with either goal today. Um, the rest of the lads were absolutely abysmal. Um United did what we've done under the Klopp era for so long. You know, heart, desire, harrying, pressing. Everything that we've done over the years, they did tonight in abundance. Um, And fair play to them because they absolutely deserved it. They played like a group of lads that knew it was a derby, um, knew that they hadn't picked a win up at the start of the season. And Liverpool looked completely the opposite. We lost. We didn't have any... you know, interplay, there was nothing. and um, The only lad who was probably trying to get us going for any sort of interplay was Harvey Elliott. Felt so sorry for Harvey Elliott. This is a 19-year-old lad who's getting asked far too much off him at his age. I thought he was sublime. Um, Henderson was trying to pick the ball up and set Diaz away and, and Salah and turn United's defence. and it, But he couldn't do it on his own. Um I think the manager's got to come at fault for some of this in the sense that Fabino didn't start. Um, It seems like Fabino has dropped away at Old Trafford and you're not starting Fabino absolutely baffles me. I really want to know a reason around that. Um, oh, I, I can only say speak for myself here and, and say that. Henderson in the 6 only works for me when we're playing at Anfield against a low block team when he can keep the the possession moving and keep you know keep it ticking um he, he you know against a team like United tonight when they were hitting us on the counter attack with the pace up front he was getting exposed um I thought not playing Fabinho was suicidal to be quite frank um go through the players Trent and Robertson were horrific Trent it looked like he was sulking. I, what was wrong with Trent, I, I don't know, but he's been like that in the last three games. You know, jogging, there's always this myth around Trent that he can't defend. I'm not sure that it's he can't defend. I think it's that he doesn't want to defend. He can physically, obviously, defend, but I don't think he wants to do it. Um, but he's got to learn that he, at Old Trafford, against some pace like Alanga and Martial and Rashford, you're gonna come up against those players. Um you can't have it your all, all your own way all the time. You think he, he looked very immature in that game, to be quite honest. Robertson just off the pace. His passing was shocking. I really don't want to see Robertson play against Bournemouth, if I'm quite honest. I want to see Simicast have a go. Van Dyke, wow, that's the worst game I've ever seen Van Dyke play. How passive did he look? You know, you can see the argument between him and Milner in that game, and you know, there's good reason for that. Milner, oh, James Milner. you got to love him, but, you know, he's about 105, and we're asking far too much of him. You know, it's 2022, and we're, playing, and we're playing 70 minutes with James Milner. Again, it's not his own fault that he's getting picked and he's trying to do his best, but he's just not good enough for this team. And he's not part of this squad for it. You know, it's not his fault that there's so many injuries and he's getting thrust in, but it, it's not fair on him now, to be quite honest. Um Salah was out of the game. He was invisible for 80 minutes and then he showed up in the last 10. Not good enough. Firmino, absolutely appalling. Every time he came and got the ball, he'd give it away. There was one moment, I think it was maybe around the 40th minute in the first half, and Henderson gave him a good ball through and he tried to scoop it up over the defenders when we were in a good position and that there summed his game up. He was appalling, shocking. He was coming in so, so deep that when he was coming in deep, we had literally nothing up front in the nine, and I know that's part of his game. But even when he was getting the ball, he was giving it away straight away. He looked so weak, frail, and then obviously, like I said, Diaz. I thought he played well. He just always tries to create something, but he just got stuck on that left hand side. He didn't have someone that could link up with him and do a little one two and set him three. Uh, set him through, sorry. We were just abysmal. Um it'll be interesting to see what the manager's got to say at the end of this. Um, and if you want to take any positives from this game, it's that will you know, it's it's pure negligence if we don't go into this market now in the last ten days and sign a midfielder. you, you know, I know Klopp said, you know, about you know, it'd be nice to sign a midfielder. Why can we not go and sign a midfielder? We've got a ten million net spend in this summer. We've just got to a Champions League final, an FA Cup final, a League Cup final. we finished Champions League consecutively for the last four or five years. How have we not got the money to go into the market and sign somebody? And, And I know people will say, oh, he wants the right midfielder. He wants all for it. I understand that. But if you don't go and get someone, we are going to be so far behind and we're not going to have a title charge. We're going to be looking at staying in the top four as things stand. You can't just say oh, we're not going to sign anybody. How many points are we going to be behind then? Is it really going to be worth to pay another 20, 30 million to make sure that we can have a title charge? I just... I, It it, it baffles me. I, I really can't get my head around why we can't spend quite a bit of money. You know, it always seems that we have to balance the books. We have to sell people to buy people. It's frustrating, especially with the season that started. Three games in and we've got two points. Um... We've got Bournemouth up next. That's going to be a really strange atmosphere in Anfield if we get to, you know, half-time when we haven't scored in that game. Um, That's going to be a really strange atmosphere. Um, uh, And I mean, it's obviously worse because it's United, but they deserved it, and you've got to say they did deserve it. They did everything that we should have today. Um, Disappointing especially against them. Um, But these boys will have to turn around at some point and pick themselves up. Um, Bournemouth, three o'clock. On paper, it's it's a a three-pointer, but I suppose we'll wait and see.
4: Steve Dawson on Liverpool's loss at Old Trafford, which, of course, is tremendously disappointing, not just because we still haven't won a game after three matches in the Premier League, but because it was against Manchester United, which is a big game. Quite obviously, for all of us, and uh, that's that's very disappointing. The statistic that everybody's popping out is that we continue to concede goals before we score them, and a slow start again. They they outpaced us. They dominated the tempo, and it's hard to change things around. I think, particularly for uh, an away team, once the home team really starts to uh, set the pace as United did today. Under some early pressure, I thought initially our defence withstood their attacks quite well. I thought Joe Gomez started well and continued to play impressively throughout the contest, and that was one of the few bright sparks. Um, you could perhaps question Virgil van Dijk for the Jaden Sancho goal, goal. Certainly James Milner seemed to. On other occasions, just before that, again, it looked like it looked to me as if Virgil was standing up to uh, United's assaults quite well. Um, I thought Harvey Elliott played well throughout for uh, a young fella in that kind of tension amid these kind of problems. It's nice to see him stand out, stay positive, uh, and do some good things with the ball. I think Carvalho, when he came on was clearly head and shoulders above just about everyone else. Mo, Mo Salah had a good game, albeit um, with only sporadic touches because we just didn't feed him the ball often enough. But Carvalho came on and made a different look for the ball. He was he was constantly looking for the ball at his feet. It wasn't always given to him, um, but he was keen to get possession, which shows a great deal of confidence, doesn't it? And that's that's nice. <laughs> um, And I think perhaps, given that we're struggling and given that change is therefore something we probably look to now, it might be an idea to start Fabio Carvalho um, in the next few games because he may well provide the spark that we need. Had we won our first three games, you you might want to ease him in a little bit more gradually. But I think you do what you can now. And uh, on that note, you know, changes and and making changes you wouldn't expect to see. It was a little bit of a surprise to see Fabinho not in the starting lineup. but I actually thought that might happen in the previous game. Fabinho is a little bit of a, a bus stop, you know, as we move the ball around quickly. The ball tends to stay with him a beat or two longer than it does with most players. And Henderson, for example, is much, much better at moving the ball along. Um, he got the ball caught under his feet quite a lot. He's a good battler, isn't he, in that situation when he's got one or even two players on his shoulder or by his side. And, you know, he he won't give up and he, he's tenacious enough to come up with the ball more often than not in those situations. But um, it'll be interesting to see how Jurgen manages the, the problem we've got in midfield. Not just that we're short of personnel, but we're short of key personnel who make a difference for us going forward in the middle of the park. And yes, we've conceded goals, clearly, but we're not scoring enough. That's a big problem. Um, beyond that, I'm not sure what the solution is. I defer to Jurgen Klopp. I still look forward to the next game. At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I.
1: Well, it's an dreadful display by Liverpool and it's now turned into a really worrying start to the, the season. Not just in terms of the points accumulated, but also two of the three games which have been really poor in terms of performances. Unlike anything, when there's poor performances, it's always a mixture of a collective and obviously individuals. So starting with the, the collective of Liverpool's performance, I mean, pfft, the way they, they started the game and the way they have started games for a, a considerable period of time, and I was just nowhere near the level, both with and without the ball, that is required And too often they are falling behind in games, giving them a negative start and then having to claw results back. And unfortunately, despite having excellent players, Liverpool, you can't always do that. And eventually it catches up with you and obviously Liverpool lose the game tonight. I think Manchester United were always going to be up for a game, that was quite clear. And Manchester United came in with a clear game plan of how they were going to play against Liverpool in playing direct looking to steal balls in midfield and then have runners in the second line of the pitch in midfield, from midfield, sorry, and also the top line with, on the highest line of the pitch, players who look to run and attack space in behind. So, essentially, when Liverpool opened up the game and committed players forward, they were trying to play through midfield and Manchester United were trying to try and hit them on the break and it was massively successful. And against I mean, I'm just thinking of the first games, for example, if you think about Fulham, how they conceded the, the the penalty. Then you move to Crystal Palace and then Manchester United today. Teams are winning the ball back from Liverpool in the of the pitch, and then one pass is almost leading to a shot or an opportunity on Liverpool's goal. And, and in these cases, are leading to Liverpool conceding goals and it's just not good enough. The, the distances, the players, the players over committing when players aren't secure in possession and then the technical quality to be able to retain the ball has not been there and it's left Liverpool massively vulnerable. And each time that has occurred, it's been like a knife through butter through Liverpool's midfield and defensive phase and the opposition massively taking, taking the opportunity to hit Liverpool. So... I had no doubt when I seen the lineup about Manchester United willing to play, and for Liverpool to to be so poor and be so unprepared in being able to execute a game plan, which negated that tactic from Manchester United, I just felt was was really really poor and worrying. Really, I mean, when we talk about as a collective, I mean some of the distances from Liverpool, like I talk about over committing without secure possession, were just really strange for me and and really something that I'm sure the manager and the coaching staff that you know this can't be an instruction from Liverpool so why players are not being able to position themselves in balanced positions to be able to stop counter-attacks and using common sense in these positions is well it's unfathomable really I don't know why that that is the case on an individual level, obviously some players are playing really poorly for Liverpool at the moment and haven't started the season particularly well. And obviously, it's in a short podcast, it's too difficult to go through all of these players. But I think one attribute that I would talk about from Liverpool as a collective, they're too passive at the moment in defending. And two players who obviously epitomise that, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Virgil van Dijk, who, who, to be honest, couldn't have a bigger fan than me. Either player, I think they're, they're absolutely fantastic. I've mentioned through Alexander-Arnold's career is it's very difficult for him defending in transition like it is for a lot of Liverpool's backline. Much more difficult than in different eras when players were more static in the position and able to obviously defend more as a collective rather than running back towards their own goal. However, you have to do it with the same commitment, the same intensity that you do as you would going forward and at all times in a game. And too often for me, Alexander-Arnold does not display that for Liverpool. And... Again, I felt in both the Fulham game at the back post, in which he should have been stronger and more aggressive, and today in certain positions that he took up, especially for the 1-2, which drawn Manchester United's first goal. Again, you've, you, you've got to be a lot better than that, in terms of your intensity, but also your body shape to be able to defend that position. And again, obviously with Van Dyke for the goal... I can see why he's got himself into that position. He obviously feels that Milner's going to get the initial block, but the lack of intensity when Sancho then takes the next touch to be able to close down the ball, again, it it just wasn't the right decision. And too often for me, that sort of passive defending, and I understand Van Dijk is the best at delaying and denying, and their massive principles of defending, and that's what's made him the best defender in world football over a number of years, but I just feel that he's getting the balance a bit wrong at this moment in time. And it is a little bit of a theme that crept in from last season, where he's not engaging with the ball quickly enough. And obviously that led to the goal today. And secondly of all, in terms of worrying aspects individually, is the body shape of Liverpool's defenders. If you look at, obviously I've talked about Liverpool being like a knife through butter in the opposition, having one pass to get at the back four. And if you look at Joe Gomez's body position, so squared on again. It mimicked that of Nat Phillips last week. Now, Nat Phillips is not an elite player, so you sort of... Um, give them a, a bit of a buy with that. But in terms of all Liverpool's defenders, I've mentioned before, they need to be on their toes going back towards their own goalverside on body shape and too often the court with that high line that they're trying to operate in. And do not do that. And again, it was shown with Gomez squared on and Rashford's in behind and effectively when Liverpool are playing so badly seals the game for Manchester United. Individually, all parts of the team Both in the Fulham game and Manchester United game are not functioning well enough. I've talked obviously about the defensive side of the game. The attack has had its problems, although it's generated enough chances to win all the games they played. But it's not been as fluent as you would like it to be. But obviously the other main area of the field which is not operating well is the midfield. And obviously it's a concern. It's a concern when I've talked about Milner not being a starting player for Liverpool for the the last two years. He should not be operating as a starter for Liverpool. Those who say he shouldn't be at the club and playing games, I, I don't ultimately agree with that much. Because if you're talking about Milner, you're probably talking about a six, seven choice option in that midfield area. So it has taken a lot of injuries and obviously Fabino wasn't fit enough to play the 90 minutes today and when you t- take into account obviously Fabinho, actually chamberlain uh, Curtis Jones and obviously the more regular players like Naby Keita and, and Thiago that means obviously that Milner then comes in now if you look at Manchester City if they have four main central midfield options in that area then Rodri, Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne and Ilkay Gundogan obviously just added Calvin Phillips so if you took that amount of players out of Liverpool's midfield and then you come into players like Milner, who is then operating within that area, you can understand that he's a member of the squad, brings massive impact off the field in terms of what he can bring to the, the leadership of the side. And So I have some sympathy for that. However, I would rather see Liverpool be in a situation where they would change system rather than start Milner in these games or in any games for Liverpool and I've been consistent in that fact over the last two years and that's not to single him out as an individual and he's still a, obviously magnificently fit player for the level mm-hmm. however fitness doesn't go at that age it's the sharpness in them areas and it's all too quick for them whether it be with or without the ball it's simply too quick and already being an, not an elite technical player it really stifles Liverpool and not only being able to, to assure the midfield out a possession but also to be able to transfer the ball into the highest areas. So, Jordan Henderson's obviously a player who's struggling to perform, and has been for a number of months. I still believe Jordan Henderson is as good as you're going to find in terms of a backup holding player in the Premier League, and I have no problem with that in terms of being back-up to Fabinho. I mentioned last week that you've got an issue when potentially he has to play higher now. Obviously, he's been a very good player in that right-hand channel for Liverpool, but at this stage in his career, again, we're the sharpness and the limited time and space that you need to operate in the highest areas means that Harvey Elliott is now starting for, or, or, or is the option in that area and I have no problem with that, I felt Elliott was one of the better players for Liverpool today. So, it's, it's a really difficult question when you talk about the midfield because would Liverpool be better with another elite midfield player in the side? Absolutely no question about it. But as it brought a lot of injuries to get to the stage where you're looking so threadbare in there and so lacking in quality, and I'd say that that's a big factor as well. I mean, I'm a big fan of Curtis Jones, like I've described before. I'm a massive fan of Harvey Ellis. I think they're going to be really top players. And for them to be top players, they need to play. They need to get minutes on a football pitch. But at the same time, you know, with Liverpool being in the situation that are Navantiago and, and and Nabi suffering injuries on such a regular basis. You can see why Liverpool were in for what they felt was their answer in that area in Tushimeni in the summer. Obviously that didn't come off Real Madrid were able to acquire the player and Liverpool are in the the kind of club who who wait for their main targets and obviously have someone in that area. And it probably would mean that Liverpool were able to get through and still have really positive results as shown last season with the midfield in terms of being able to to reach the latter stages of all the tournaments to the end, obviously the difficulty at the moment is that they're in a situation where, then players are no longer there, and they really are Fredbear. But like I say, yeah, massive, m- massive worries for Liverpool. And it is difficult at the moment in terms of that sort of midfield and having so many players out. But Liverpool have still got enough quality in there to win the vast majority of football games. I don't want to build this up as an over-the-top reaction to Liverpool getting beaten by Manchester United. And people should obviously keep perspective in that. Liverpool aren't playing well at the moment individually and collectively. However, this is still an outstanding set of players who've done so much for Liverpool. So, let's not go over the top, but it's not an ideal situation by any means.
0: to the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel.